Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today, we have Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you this morning. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you today? Doing well, doing All well. Right. All right. We've discovered there's been some spying done, illegal type of spying, by our CIA against the American people. Yep. And they don't even like Trump. They've been <laughs> spying on him. Yeah. Now, you know, there's been a few people suspecting that was the case. But there's more information out on this now. Uh, there's a title today on Zero Hedge. CIA had foreign allies spy on Trump team triggering Russia collusion hoax. You mean that was all a hoax? <laughs> How many pages of, of news, so-called yeah. so news, had been printed over the years? And, and you know, that, the election was determined by that. And if you combine that with the fact that if they're willing to do all that to try to prevent it from even, even getting any votes, what would they do if they found out maybe they didn't count all the votes? Yeah. You know? And, uh, of course, then you're, then you're some kind of a kooky conspirator and you're dismissed and everybody hates you. Yeah. except his supporters, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> except the people that come out. And, you know, I think Trump's uh, turnouts are a little bit bigger than Haley's. Her yeah. turnouts have been pretty low. Yeah, pretty low. <laughs> so, but uh, back in, in 2016, this was going on, but uh, the accusation was, you know, Trump was uh, uh, buddies for the— for the commies uh, from Russia, yeah. and it turns out the opposite was true. Of course, I don't know how many times we've mentioned that over, over the years, because even back then, uh, we were rather skeptical of what was going on. But now, but it is more evidence. You know, sometimes I get frustrated, as all of us uh, will, that uh, we, we know what is very probably the truth, but the uh, truth doesn't get out. So why do we still want to write about it and hear about it? I think it's very important because, you know, I think there's a, uh, a, a change that occurs over time. Uh, you take the assassination of JFK. Uh, everybody knew Oswald did it. You know, 98% of the people, Oswald did it, shoot him. And they did. No. They shot him because they were afraid to tell the truth. Yeah. So, uh, but, but, if there's, but in, in that case, they kept pursuing it. And people came out and there was more of investigation, private, honest investigators. And uh, I, I think it's important to document it, write these books. And they are almost like they can't be government because the government... <laughs> <laughs> they burn books at the yeah. end of the government if they get hold of But anyway, I think all that investigation is good. And to find information to confirm exactly what we've been thinking. But I think, um, you, you know, the Trump people, especially uh, Trump, is he's much more realistic and right now he's a, this is going to make the difference and, yeah. and maybe that's uh, uh we hope it does for the positive but uh it's it's so often a mixed bag and you never know what would come of it even if you can uh, get a, a little bit more honest in in election but anyway the cia uh has been identified as a participant uh in this and they were the truth is the USA asked the five eyes of intelligence alliance. And I, uh, oh, I found it interesting. Who, who's, who are these people that uh, are, are participating in this? The five eyes nations that are participating of flipping the information. You know, if they're guilty, well, blame Trump. Five eyes nations are the U.S., UK, UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. And I thought, you know, that sounds like the old 
British Empire. Yeah, Are they still no around? Yeah. You know, maybe uh, maybe in security uh, sources, they still have a lot to say about it. And uh, someday, maybe somebody will say, "Well, you know, I think the C I think the uh, the British knew something about some of these assassinations. At least informed yeah. of what the assassinations are, because they certainly. How about a recent coup? Wasn't there a coup over there in Ukraine someplace? And I think uh, I think the British knew about that, and they knew about it all the way back into 1953 yeah. when when uh, Eisenhower went into uh, uh, Iran. So anyway. Uh, uh, there's been information. There's still more to come, and it'll take a long time for everybody to believe it. But the more times they can document that, and it keeps coming out, that they 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 just feel that this is really uh, good documentation of how corrupt the CIA is. Yeah, I mean, anywhere else, uh, a report like this would have been <clears throat> at the top of the news because it's a massively important story. But in today's day and age, uh, with the mainstream media being what it is, and there's a reason why nobody trusts it at all anymore, uh, it's relegated to what used to be sort of, oh, that's just a blog, but now these are substacks. And, and this particular one, there are two that were collaborating on the story, the public and racket, and our, our, uh, our viewers will know the authors behind it, Michael Schellenberger, Matt Taibbi, and Alex Gutentag. These are the three that were heavily involved in the Twitter files. They're the ones who exposed the fact uh, that the U.S. government was colluding with the social media to censor the American people, which was illegal, would have been illegal for them to do. Well, here's a blockbuster story uh, that came out. Uh, CIA had foreign allies spy on Trump team, as you said, Dr. Paul, triggering Russia collusion hoax, say sources. Now, if we go to the next clip from this piece, um, so essentially... What had happened is originally, uh, the, um, the, the reporting was originally that a Trump campaign advisor spoke to an Australian former diplomat, and everyone remembers the story. It said something about how we've got some dirt on Hillary or something from the Russians, and that triggered the FBI investigation. Well, that wasn't the case. Um, multiple credible sources tell Public and Racket, those are the two different substacks, that the United States intelligence community, including the CIA, illegally mobilized foreign intelligence agencies to target Trump advisors long before the summer of 16. That's when the meeting was supposed to take place in the summer of 16, which triggered it. Go to the next one now. The official story, as I mentioned, until now had been that the FBI began investigating only after the Australian intelligence official told U.S. officials. So if it originated overseas and it came back to the U.S. intelligence community, well, that would have been different. But in truth, as they found out in the reporting, the U.S. intelligence agency, uh, in, uh, intelligence community asked the Five Eyes, and you pointed out the, the former British Empire spook agencies, they asked them, they initiated the contact. They asked them to surveil Trump's associates and share that intel back with the U.S. agencies. Now go back to, and let's look at the face of the person who would most likely spearheaded this. The person on the <laughs> right, John Brennan. This is the guy behind what you rightly call, Dr. Paul, a coup. The U.S. intelligence community trying to prevent President Trump from becoming President Trump 
And this is what they did. It's astonishing. You know, uh, and I call it surreptitious, secret. It worked for a long time and it took 100 years to really get in place. But the CIA is there and it's, it's very strong. And it's different than the av average coup and what people think of as a coup. Usually uh, the coups that we have been involved in, I think quite a few. <laughs> we, we don't want to be left out if there's a coup going on. But most of them are short and sweet and they're smaller countries and they take some military people in. We have our spies in there. We find, we create friends and then we throw one government out and bring bring another one in. This is, this is a lot different because this started a long time ago and, it, it, and it's stronger than ever because it's philosophic. It was, it was literally attacking Western civilization and the American, uh, the American system, you know, in our constitution. And they systematically over these many years have under mind it and uh, therefore we find out well where could they, how could they get into so many places so quickly you mean they've snuck in in their controlled education yeah, yeah they I, I, people are waking up to that you've down to the kindergarten that uh, that this system is in control medicine oh yeah medicine is not that's that's old-fashioned I think medical science what would they do they wouldn't let they wouldn't even if you follow science they probably wouldn't uh, have have as many vaccines or yeah. something we, we need to give vaccines so what would happen if we didn't have this so it's it's a it's incestuous it's cancerous it's in everything right now <clears throat> but at the same time I, I keep seeing and we do see it we when we see something we tell you we're seeing bits and pieces and places where people are are throwing their hands up and say you're a bunch of liars, yeah. you know, and uh, and we're we're not going to buy this. And uh, it's, <clears throat> I think, I think that's why. Even if the truth comes out like this, and it doesn't get a lot of attention elsewhere, you you we're, we're actually, you know, when Taibbi does and a few others, when they bring that out, they're more credible. Yeah. You know, if it were out there, some, you know, in the regular media, people say. Well, these are the guys that lied to yeah, us. No, all the time. <laughs> why should we lie? Why should we believe it? But you know what's their, t I think their technique now is not confronting this, but to ignore it the yep. best they can. That's what they want to do, yeah. But you remember, you know, in the early days of Trump, and I think it was even in the campaign, when Trump was saying, they're spying on my campaign, they're spying on my campaign. And the other side, the Obama people, including the spooks, they would go on and say, See, this man is clearly paranoid. He's, he's got conspiracy theories about people spying on him. Well, in fact, it turns out they were spying on him, and that's a, that's a fact. And we know they've done this in history. We know that the FBI spied on Martin Luther King Jr. and caused him a lot of distress. They spied on Ernest Hemingway and probably caused him to blow his brains out. This is what they do, but they were spying on the campaign. And guess what? It was John Brennan himself who was up to his eyeballs in this. Now, put on the next one. This will tell you uh, the details about it, this is the one uh, after public and racket had been told. Here we go, uh, one more forward if we can. Uh, after public and racket, these are two substacks that printed about it, had been told that President Barack Obama CIA Director John Brennan had identified 26 Trump associates for the five eyes to target. A source, their source confirmed that the intelligence community had identified them as people to bump, which means to make contact with or manipulate. They were targets of our own intelligence community and law enforcement. Targets for collection and misinformation. So they were the ones doing the misinformation. It really looks to me like John Brennan should be in jail. You know, yeah. this is a coup. You know, this started out 
uh, in a more subtle way. But look at how many people are involved. These yeah. various countries are involved. And then they get involved really more recently into the media and into uh, social media. And uh, the propaganda machine they have is unbelievable. And uh, it's going to be hard to, uh, hard to stop it because especially we who don't want to stop the communications in order to stop all the bad people, I still think that there are ways that the marketplace and honesty and, you know, honesty is the best thing. Get the information, put it out. And we, we, maybe it does it. Maybe it's not magic and everybody hears it in one day. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think uh, I think, you know, our numbers aren't gigantic. But when we get people joining us, as we have been lately, more people joining us, these people are solid people. And they've thought it through and, uh, and they've uh, already clearly understand that there's something terrible going on with our government. Yes. Well, you remember around the time that the FBI raided Trump's house for the classified documents. It was so dramatic. All of these armed federal agents came in. Uh, and at the time, uh, it was pretty much assumed that it was just a show of force to make a point. Well, what a lot of people have been writing about, which is very, very fascinating, is that it wasn't just to, to, to try to uh, uh, embarrass Trump. There was actually something more that justified them coming in so hard. Now, put up that same... Uh, one that we just had up after Public and Racket. Um, this is very important, and this is something to keep an eye on, in my opinion. Uh, go back one, please. So, unknown details about the FBI's investigation of the Trump campaign and the raw intelligence related to the intelligence community's surveillance of the campaign are in a 10-inch binder that Trump ordered to be declassified at the very end of his term. Now, if you think about that and let that set in, this whole issue about Trump with the classified documents is that he declassified them. They said, no, you can't. You can't do that. Well, apparently, one of the items that he declassified to allow the people to see was all the evidence of this coup against him. So that's why they went in there with the guns blazing to get that document. That's what I think happened. And yet there's been more manipulation by the Biden group. And they, at least, at least Trump was involved in something where he was legally per permitted yeah. to do. But uh, Biden, you know, got messing, messing around with those uh, uh, records uh, to a greater degree than, than Trump. But uh, no, they. Uh, but the way it's reported, of course, uh, <clears throat> the the average, especially, you know, the uh, the progressives and the Democrats are just, you know, determined. Looking for truth doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, this whole thing was about they wanted to bypass the FISA system because they didn't want to leave any footprints on, any fingerprints on this whole thing. So they just called up their spook friends overseas and said, hey, you know, come and surveil this. We need to get some info. We need to get some dirt. And that's why you had this horrible, you know, all the stuff that was produced. But you remember John Brennan is the one who, um, who signed off on this letter saying that, um, well, the, uh, the computer, uh, Hunter Biden's computer looks like it was a Russian misinformation operation. Untrue. What was the other letter? The Russia collusion thing, he signed off on that letter. Untrue, untrue, untrue. This guy is really bad news, you know. Yes. Well, let's move on. Big news yesterday. Uh, second time is a charm, apparently, if you can put that next one up. The House last night, uh, we'll skip that one for now. We pretty much covered it. House impeaches Mayorkas in historic vote. Alejandro is going to be going bye-bye. Well, probably not, but anyway. In a vote of 214 to 213, 
Mayorkas is the first cabinet official to be impeached since the 1870s. The Homeland Security Secretary impeached by the U.S. House. What do you think's going on, Dr. Paul? I think he's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's, that was the, the qualification. Question. We'll talk about qualification <laughs> when we talk about the DEI. Yeah. The, the list of qualifications for getting jobs in the government, yeah. that is scary. Yes. But no, this, this is something else. But uh, I, I kept thinking that, uh, you know, <laughs> there was an, another thing came out on the, on the secretary. Uh, he was willfully and systematically refused to comply with the law. You know, the, the evidence is there, and but but it never never got out. Just getting out now, but better late than never. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's what what they work on. Uh, the the, um, the the willingness to take it now. Yeah. But you see, the one thing every once in a while you'll have somebody in politics you'll meet very rarely where they will take a position on a policy or, or join a gang on something and it goes badly and they'll they'll say, you know what? I was on the wrong side of that. But I would keep thinking, I was mocking this and said, you know, uh, what, what if uh, what if Mallorca's woke up and said, you know, maybe those guys are right. Maybe we contributed to the destruction of America. Yeah. And you know what well, he's out. That's what we were supposed to be yeah. doing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very it's interesting to watch. Um, one of the things in this article, and this is from Zero Heads that we took uh, on this. Um, uh, one of the things, though, that was interesting to me um, and it's just sort of a political thing. If you can put that next one up. I don't know. We talked about this before. Um, so they write, the GOP leaders move to vo uh, hold the vote before their majority potentially shrinks even further with a closely watched special election Tuesday in New York to replace expelled Republican George Santos. Uh, the race is considered a toss-up. Well, we know now that the Democrat won. So this, I mean, this says a lot, I think, about, and this is not related to Mayorkas, but I think it says a lot about the Republican House majority right now, which is they were so obsessed with getting rid of George Santos, who was not PC in their way of being PC, who was a little bit weird, as we all know, but he was a re solid Republican vote uh, for Republican things. They kicked him out because he embarrassed them, and they said they hold a new election, and now it's a Democrat. So they're razor-thin majority now because they were wasting so much time kicking out Santos. Yeah, <laughs> the election yesterday didn't help any. No, not at uh, all. The, uh, there, there, there was a release just yesterday that uh, came about uh, dealing with Mayorkas. And, and this came from Judicial Watch. Yeah. We can trust them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they found the documents showing Mayorkas personally rejected Secret Service protection. For Robert Kennedy. Wow! Wow! Yeah, this is a simply this is simply despicable. And actually, my my thoughts were even stronger than despicable. That it took a federal FOIA lawsuit to force out this information speaks volume. Yeah. I mean that that is so bad that uh, that here here he. Um, Ask for it, and then you have the family history. Yeah. I mean, where, where, where is their common sense and compassion? What is the purpose of the uh, of a security force, you know, related to these individuals who have been threatened? And he was turned down, but it was done by him yeah, personally. personally. That's crazy. He signed the document. Yeah. Uh, that has to be so bad that uh, they once again, he's not. It's a Kennedy you know, would, would have gotten shot. Yeah. Uh, 
this Mayorkas, do you think he had remorse? Do you think uh -huh. they have feelings? Do yeah. they think they care? Uh, but, but sometimes that's exactly, yeah, how much remorse would it be if they marched around and killed a few more? Yeah. And it, 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 we live in dangerous times because that generally is, boy, when you read that history of the 60s, you know, about what went on with the Kennedys and Martin Luther King and a few other people, I mean, it was pretty bad. <clears throat> now they, they're a little bit more sophisticated. They cancel people. <laughs> yeah. If, if pretending you don't live. And <clears throat> as long as they can keep you from getting any more power, if they can control the media, and they're one step ahead on the media, the, so, the social media especially. Well, you know, even his family history aside, he already had several kooks, and maybe even worse than kooks, trying to assault him on the campaign trail, RFK did. A couple of times there was a guy with a gun who was trying to get in. I, I'm thinking three or four times something happened. So here are all of this evidence they present and say this guy needs protection. But then when you add in the family history, together with that, it seems like a no-brainer. So this guy says no. And, and you hate to think that he just wants RFK to get killed. But everything to these people is political. Everything's political. And at the time, RFK was running as a Democrat challenging Biden and was doing well and was getting traction. So who knows? It's hard to think that Mayorkas could be that evil. But you never know. It's Washington, D.C. Uh, how many times have they argued that the borders are secure? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Up is you down, know, black it, is white. Yeah, not a couple thousand, hundred thousand. Some say millions of people have come in here, and they never, they don't, they don't even investigate them. You know, it, it to me is so, so disgusting when you, <clears throat> when you hear the kids couldn't go to school today because it was taken over and they made a shelter for the illegals, and uh, they, they, they do that. Like, to think of the invasion of our hospitals and our schools and everything else it makes no sense whatsoever it's it's so self-defeating self-destructive yeah. they're sort of masochistic and but the but really still what bothers me is why don't they wake up the only reason i can think could it be is they really don't care because that's sort of what they want. Yeah. They, they want to ch change the system. As a matter of fact, that's well written in authoritarian literature. The fascists did say that you, yeah, you might have remnants of capitalism, but you can't have it. Yeah. You got to rid of it, everything. And uh, in, in the case that's been going on recently, has been getting rid of this social culture. You know. Uh, destroying monuments and yeah. and all, all this, the system attack. You know the other thing that uh, really is it can't be just a coincidence, and that is the attack on families. Yeah. When you look at the taking over, the the government now really owns the children. You know, on given the ch they can give permission, the parents can go to prison if they don't agree to have uh, uh, you know some horrible surgical procedure without the parents even knowing yeah, by know. the government. That's, uh, that, is, that is a bad sign. Well, speaking of crazy, Dr. Paul, I mean, this makes you pause before getting in a plane. This is some, this is some content we noticed on Zero Hedge. More DEI in the sky. Put that one up. Uh, it's pretty scary because it talks about you know, DEI, diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion. Sounds good on the surface, not good in practice, at least the way they're practicing it. Um, and this is a second part of a series. DEI in the sky, we wrote about the outrageous steps that the Federal Aviation Administration took to hire more black air traffic controllers. Nothing against black folks, but it's against the way they tried to promote them. It's pretty outrageous. I think you have got some info on this. Yeah, you know, when I was in uh, the Air Force and I was a flight uh, surgeon, uh, most people think, well, 
Well, they're confused. They think we do surgery on the air, but that's just a term. No, we, we, we were in charge of the medical conditions of all the pilots or those who were on flying status. And people that were in the control towers, uh, they, they also had to pass the strict physicals. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it's, that is what's going on right now because you know, somebody came along and found out how they pick and choose when they're trying to select the best. Yeah, yeah. We want the best in the Marines, you know, we want the best uh, pilots and all. So I, I'm gonna read a paragraph here because it's monstrous. And uh, this comes from a lawsuit the FAA filed by the Mountain States Legal Foundation yeah, yeah. that was fighting it. And the, these, are, these are some of the analysis on trying to find the best yeah. candidates uh, to go on a flight status. And it says, a candidate could be awarded 15 positive points, the highest possible for any question if they indicated that their lowest grades in high school were in science. Oh. <laughs> we don't want any people to think they're in science. That's like if you know it, don't, we don't want it for doctors either. In contrast, an applicant was awarded only two points if they had a pilot's license and no points were awarded to having a control tower operator rating or having an instrument flight rules experience. In addition, one question on the biographical questionnaire awarded an applicant 10 points, the most available for the question. If the applicant answered uh, they had not had been employed, they had not been employed for three years. Oh, if, you, if, so if, you've out, if you've been out in the street living in San Francisco, you're, you're, you're right on top of the list. Oh, they said, no. oh, we're illegal too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Another question awarded four to eight points is the applicant had been employed five or more months. You even got more. The longer you were out of work, the more points you got. Uh, from the Department of uh, indicate that African Americans had the highest <laughs> unemployment rate in 25. They just made made a statement. Yeah. So what? Uh, what? Where were the brains? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't know anything and you've been on the street? <laughs> We've got a job for you. The one thing, even a good pilot, whether they're commercial or whatever, you're taught to get neck and use your neck. Yeah. You're watching because yeah. they don't. They, they don't assume that the, the, the controllers have control of everything, but uh, they, uh, they, they, uh, whole, whole thing is, is some people, some people think that these individuals are well trained, and they are, you know, I was, I marveled at the fact that, uh, you, you know, when they challenged Reagan, the controllers went on strike and there were enough people and, and the transition wasn't at all bad when they got rid of a union and all of a sudden they brought people in. But I'll bet you any money Reagan didn't have this no, list of stuff no, go no. through. You'd have never replaced as many people as they put in. Yeah. And uh, that, that turned out to be a positive. Of course, and the, and the, and the, the downside of it, and it's absolutely terrible, is that African-Americans that are qualified, people will now look askance at, you know, and that's outrageous because I'm sure there are plenty. But it's not just African-Americans. Just through that next clip, Matt Walsh is, a, is kind of a right-wing gadfly, um, but sometimes he has some interesting points. He did some research into this, uh, and he's talking, this is a long thread on Twitter. I'll just read this one. Uh, so it's not just African-Americans. Matt Walsh writes, a second uh, source, a pilot I've confirmed works at Delta, tells me that Delta has recently promoted a trans-identifying pilot who repeatedly received bad reviews from the captains. According to the source, this pilot would likely not have survived probation if he weren't trans. And here's the quote. 
We recently had a transgender pilot repeatedly receive negative reviews during his first year probationary period from, uh, from captains he flew with regarding attitude, CRM, and judgment. Yet the chief pilot's office was unwilling to address the issue. Had this not been a transgender pilot, the individual would likely have not successfully completed their probationary period. Coincidentally, the CPO has a management pilot on staff who recently transitioned who was able to weigh in on these matters. So they're more interested in having a trans pilot on the plane than having a pilot who can fly the plane. Yeah, and that, that's the big deal. And their Bible for picking and choosing is you know, are the rules of DEI. Yeah. And when I think of that, that's, that's totally insane. Because if you want to find some system and some motivation that uh, would challenge libertarianism, it would be this. This is, this is exactly opposite yeah, of libertarianism. Yeah. They say, well, but, but libertarians don't care about diversity. We have to provide that. That is, that is not true. They present conformity. Yeah. And it can, it, you know, and, and, and it, it promotes, you know, bad judgment. And uh, the same way with equity. Well, I, I think libertarians are the ones who really know about equal justice. Yeah. But equity is the equal distribution. Well, don't ever fire them because they deserve the money too. And then in, inclusion. Can you think of people who are less inclusive than libertarians? They're open-minded. Yeah, maybe they wouldn't invite a criminal that's been out on the street yeah. and just <laughs> came here and, and had a machine gun. <laughs> maybe maybe he, he wasn't going to include them and say, oh, come on in. We, but they're doing that now. They're, they're bringing in people to show their loyalty loyalty to the uh, DEI, uh, you know, some owners are saying, we have to show that we support it. Just come in, we'll take in some people like that. And uh, uh, that's, that's not going to work out yeah. well. Well, we'll see. People will stop flying if they hear more of this. But anyway, I'm just going to close out and thank everyone for viewing the show today. We appreciate you watching the show. We had a good live audience. Please hit like, please hit follow, follow our channel and help us spread the message around. We appreciate it. Over to you, Dr. Paul. Very good. And I, too, want to uh, express my deep appreciation for all our viewers tuning in on a regular basis. And we feel pleased that in the last several weeks we have gained, uh, garnered a lot more supporters, people wanting to get information. And numbers are important, but that's not the whole goal. It's the getting the quality people in who will pass the message along and has an understanding because people will go along with leadership. The problem is some of the bad guys want to be the leader too and then they get the arm of the government and the arm of the bureaucrats and the propagandists in the media and the battle becomes very difficult and that's why we're up against a big battle. But we have something so much more powerful than all that because we have truth on our side because even when the truth hurts and it, it, uh, it points out you know, the pros and cons of what everybody does seeking truth is eventually the most powerful tool that we can have and that's why we will pursue this and that will why, why we will sound like we're taking controversial positions but they're only controversial because some people still don't quite understand what non-intervention means non-intervention means leave us alone government doesn't have a right to bug us they don't have a right to close off our machine because we're critical of something the government does so i think this is so important for people to understand is and i cannot understand why we don't do a better job and i keep trying my best 
that why is it that we have such a wonderful philosophy, one of non-intervention, that I am absolutely convinced if you're looking for peace and prosperity, it's the best, best road to take. And that's why we're going to stick with our efforts to promote the cause of peace and promote uh, uh, independence, peace and, pro peace and prosperity. And I want to thank you once again for tuning in today and come back soon.